welcome back to That Wasn't In My Textbook, the bi-weekly podcast that helps us uncover the things we always wish we learned from that boring, bulky textbook. I'm your host, Toya, and you're now listening to episode 13, the history of the emotional roller coaster, the change curve. Friday, everyone. I cannot believe that we're already in December, but we're here. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. You're now listening to the dopest, realest, rawest history podcast out there. We're unfiltered, but we're rooted in research and facts, but we have opinions. You know, the ones you might get in trouble for in class, we got those here. (laughs) And if you are a returning listener, welcome back. Today we have another mind-blowing out-of-the-textbook topic. And that topic is the history of the emotional roller coaster, the history of change, the change curve. We're talking about change, pivoting, whatever word people use for change. There's another one, adjustment, shifting, all those different ways. And in particular, we're looking at this thing called the change curve, which is an actual thing. I didn't make it up, but it was created 51 years ago. And the change curve simply breaks down how we humans deal with change. And it breaks down the six different emotions we experience when shit changes. And the six emotions of the change curve is pretty much the emotional roller coaster that everyone talks about. You know, it's all those emotions we experience when we're in a breakup, a new environment, a new work policy, or experiencing a pandemic. It's all those feelings, six feelings in particular. You know, and when I think I keep saying I keep on hearing the LMA song feelings. Um, well, it's called Buddha, but she's like feelings so deep in my feelings. I should not say, <laughs> but <laughs> that's what I'm thinking about when I think about these six emotions that we're going to get into <laughs> now. <laughs> um It felt right to talk about the change curve and to talk about the emotional roller coaster breakdown that the change curve presents to us because 2020 has just been a crazy, unpredictable year. And some people would argue this is the year of change, pivoting, and adapting. And this year was definitely the year I heard those three words the most. And it makes sense due to COVID, of course. And this pandemic just took us all by surprise. And we had to adjust quickly. And in that adjustment, we dealt with all types of feelings and emotions, you know, ups and downs on an emotional roller coaster. I also felt like it was fitting to talk about the change curve and the emotional roller coaster because we have officially entered the last month of the year. 
also the best month of the year because it's my birthday month and my birthday's on December 14th, if you're wondering. But it's, you know, the end of the year is a time that we start to really process a lot of things and have a lot of reflection and we begin to prep for the new year. So, you know, we all get a little reflective and whatnot. And for someone like me who also has a birthday at the end of the year, I really be in my feelings with all my reflections, thinking about goals, thinking about changes. And, you know, in December, that's when you start seeing everything on the interwebs and TV, like the end of the year review, New Year's resolutions, all that stuff starts to get embedded in our brains, burned into our brains. So then we often think about the changes that we've experienced in the past 365 days, roughly speaking. And then we also start to do things like goal setting and New Year's resolutions to list the changes we want to make in the following year. So change is probably on your mind right now. And so that's why I wanted to look at the change curve, which is really kind of like the breakdown of the thing called the emotional roller coaster. Now, <laughs> I know you might be like, let's well, where did you find out about the change curve? And I found out about it because one of my clients um, shared an article about it and I had to write copy for it. I'm a social media manager. So she wanted me to read it and like sum it up. And I was like, wow, this is very interesting and insightful. And I'm going to do a podcast episode about it because I personally didn't know about it. And it definitely wasn't in our textbooks. Now, before we jump into the episode and dig into this topic, and I give you the six emotions of the change curve, aka the emotional roller coaster, I have one quick announcement, which is that after much deliberation, contemplation, weighing the pros and the cons, the podcast will be taking a little winter recess. Now, I was really going back and forth about this because, you know, the hustle mentality was like, you never stop, Toya, you never stop. <laughs> and that that's unhealthy. We, we know that, right? Uh, aside from that, I was just a little hesitant because we're a new podcast. We're only six months old. We have a lot of momentum. And we have a lot of people listening. I'm talking about over 7,000 downloads, okay? And that's big, and I thank you all for that. But I was just afraid to take a break because I didn't want to, like, you know, kill the, the energy that I have going on. But on the flip side of that, I also, you know, need a break. I don't want to burn out. And I really want to prepare and plot for season two which I've already kind of started, but you know, I have some other things brewing so that we can have an even bigger and better season. So <laughs> there will be one more episode of this season one, which will be not this Friday, but next Friday, December 8th, 18th. And then we'll kick off season two in the new year on Friday, January 8th. Now, while I am on a break, you know, I might try to sneak in a bonus episode. I'm not too sure. can't make a commitment. I'm going to try to not have that hustle mentality, but you never know. So that's my announcement. All right. Now back to the history of change, the emotions of change, and the steps of the emotional roller coaster. Now, <laughs> 
before I give you the steps, let's kick off this episode with a definition like we always do. And let's look at the definition of change according to Webster. Change is defined as to give a different position, course, or direction to, to make a shift from one to another, to undergo transformation, transition, or substitution. Clearly, I couldn't pick one definition, but they all are very similar. One change that the whole world has experienced was living and and existing with COVID. And so we're going to use that throughout this example. One of the most important things we can do when we're dealing with change is normalize our reactions and just normalize and accept that we're going to have reactions to change. And so that's what I really like about this change curve. Now, (laughs) the change curve, (laughs) let's talk about it. It's five to six-ish, we're going to go with the sixes, emotions of dealing with change. Now, the change curve is an actual thing. I didn't make it up. Again, it was created 51 years ago. And generally speaking, the change curve is five steps that details the emotions people feel when experiencing change. If you Google change curve or go to that wasn't in my textbook podcast Instagram, you can see that it was actually drawn into a chart and it's like a little curve. It kind of looks like a little roller coaster. But if you're not into the nerdy graph shit, don't worry. It's just important to understand that the change curve represents the emotional roller coaster that people talk about in books and songs and and in life. And the change curve is six emotions we feel when shit changes, period. Now, the change curve was created in 1969, again, 51 years ago, by a woman named Elizabeth Keebler-Ross. I'm probably saying the Keebler part of her name wrong because it has one of those accents over the U. So just Google it and you'll see. But Elizabeth was a psychiatrist who studied the grief process after the loss of a loved one. A little dark, I know, but follow me. And when she studied how people process grief when they lost a loved one, she discovered that there are about six phases that everyone goes through. Shock, denial, anger, depression, acceptance, problem solving slash moving on. Now, people found her work so dope, so profound and mind blowing that these six phases, <laughs> stages, six emotions that Elizabeth proposed was adopted by everybody. OK, from folks in the corporate world to just generally being defined as how people respond to all different types of change. Now, before I list the steps again of the emotional roller coaster, aka the change curve, I want to just have you take a moment, just a moment, to think about, or if you can, jot down, you know, pen, your notes, whatever you use, a word or phrase of where you are feeling in the current situation, whether it's like you're dealing with the pandemic emotions, like write down, you know, how you're feeling or if you're dealing with a new job or losing a job, like just tell me, not tell me, <laughs> write down how you're feeling right now. And I just want you to do that because I think it will help 
guide you through the details of the change curve and figure out where you are, right, on the change curve, aka the emotional roller coaster. And there's no right or wrong answer to any of this. It's only a guide. But let me explain the stages and the details behind them. So the change curve, also known as the emotional roller coaster, also known as how we deal with things when shit changes, has six steps. And I'm going to say them twice. First, we deal with shock and denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance, problem solving, and moving on. So again, it's shock and denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance, problem solving, and moving on. Okay, so did the light bulb go off for you like it did for me? Because when I read them the first time, I was like, oh, this makes sense. This is exactly what the emotional roller coaster is, which is why I named this episode, you know, the history of the emotional roller coaster. When we're going through changes, we're on this emotional roller coaster that has all these damn steps. I mean, one day you could be up, the next day you can be down. And we've all experienced the emotional roller coaster of the change curve when shit switches up on us, especially when it's all of a sudden. As individuals, we all go through these different six phases of the change curve at our own pace. No matter how resilient we feel, we all go through these feelings. According to research, you can move through them in a random order. Sometimes you go back, you know what I'm saying, at a certain point, and each stage can last for a different period of time. And it's possible for a person to get stuck at a particular stage and not move on from there. So it's not just like, as smooth as a roller coaster, right? You can go backwards, you can stop. The roller coaster is just a metaphor. So let's break down these six steps a little bit further. Let's get a little context. So step one is shock and denial. You know, you're like, I can't believe this shit happens, especially when things change abruptly, right? Because things can change like that. So it could be like, you know, one day you're hugging your friends, walking down the street with your lip exposed, and the next day you're told to stay inside, don't hug anybody, and don't breathe the same air as someone. It's deadly. So that's the shock of, you know, step one. And then the denial is just kind of like not believing it, right? So after the shock wears off, you kind of shift into denial and you kind of remain focused on the past. Warning. Now, if you stay in the state of denial for too long, you might get a little, you might lose touch with reality. So that's just a little caveat right there. All right. Step two of the change curve, aka emotional roller coaster, is anger. And this is when reality hits and you start to realize and see the truth. And you can start to play the blame game and you can blame someone else or you can blame yourself or you can blame the economy or the powers that be or the orange man who's still the president, whoever you want to be mad at. That is the second step of the change curve. And then you go into step three, which is bargaining. And once the anger passes away, you're starting to figure out how you're going to make this change work. Now, you can't really bargain with approaching death, right? The way that Elizabeth was studying it. So for those trying to deal with changes outside of death, you might try to figure out some type of compromise solution that could bring you some relief. 
most of the time they really don't work, right? (laughs) And when you move out of the step three, which is bargaining, you go into step four, which is the depression. And the depression stage, I think a lot of us have been there. This has been one of This year has been one of the years that has like the highest numbers of depression, which is understandable with COVID and the pandemic. But step four is, you know, that dark phase and you're sad and you're fearful and you might have regret and guilt. It's just kind of like this dark, sad cocktail. And um, you might find yourself pushing other people away, you know, having very little excitement towards anything in life. It's the lowest point of the curve and the roller coaster. And then we go into step five, which is acceptance. So we go down, we're at the lowest point, and then we start to go back up. This is when we start to realize that denial, anger, and fighting change is not really going to make things go away. So then we resign to the situation and start to accept it. And the attitude might not be like happy, you know, that might be pushing it. Um, But you just stop resisting the change and you start to try to move ahead. And that's when we go into the final phase, which is problem solving and moving on. And that's when we start to embrace the change, right? And we start to rebuild and figure out how to make it work and so on and so forth. And so those are the six steps of the change curve, aka the emotional roller coaster. First, shock and denial. Second, anger. Third, bargaining. Fourth, depression. Fifth, acceptance. Sixth, problem solving and moving on. Now, let's do some real life examples of how this change curve can apply to, you know, the different things we experience every day in 2020. So example number one that I have, you're going to be like, Latoya, what's wrong with you? Um, Is a car battery example. And all of these examples will just demonstrate the transition process from one emotion of the change curve to the next, right? So with the car battery, you're in step one, shock and denial. Your first reaction is of absolute shock and denial. Like you get in your car, you try to turn it on and it's not turning on. And you're like, what? What's happening? You can't believe it. And you're already running late. And so you keep trying. This is your denial, right? To turn that key and turn the car on. It ain't working, sis. Okay, so then you go into step two, which is anger. And you're like, wow, this car really can't be started. And you start to feel angry and very mad at the situation. And then we jump into step three, which is bargaining. And even on knowing it won't help, you just start asking the car to start, right? You just think the car will listen to you just for once. You promise in your mind that, you know, if the car could start right now, You know, you'll make sure to maintain it and get everything, you know, looked at as soon as possible. Yeah, talking to the car. I mean, that's worked for me, but I don't think it normally works, you know. So then we move into step four, which is depression. And all these negative thoughts start rushing to your mind. You begin to feel sad and depressed. You fear that, like, your job might be taken away, right? Maybe you're on your way to work. And now... You see like no way out of the situation. It's it's just dark right now. 
And so then we move into step five, which is acceptance. You know, you look at your car and you realize, all right, this is not turning on. You know, let's let's go into problem solving mode. And that is the last phase, right? Problem solving. Now you're trying to figure out what you should do next. You know, you look at the sign, the alternate side parking, because you want to make sure you don't get a ticket. And you're like, okay, I'm good here. I am going to call an Uber and go to work, go to my appointment so I'm not late. And I will deal with the situation later. Right. And that is one example of how the change curve applies to a simple example of life, like a dead car battery. Example number two of how the change curve, aka emotional roller coaster, works in our life. Let's talk about a breakup, right? Because that's what I instantly thought of when I when I read it and saw the change curve. I was like, oh, I see how this works with the breakup. And then I also thought about the pandemic. So let's do a breakup example next. The first step is shock and denial. You know, your first reaction might be like. I can't believe this is happening. You know, this person broke my heart. If they broke up with you, you're, you're going to be heartbroken. Or even if you broke up with them, right, and they you found out something that wasn't true or they cheated on you or whatever, you're still going to be in shock and denial on either end of these spectrums where you're the breakup-er or the breakup-e. I don't know if those are words, but you're following me, right? So you're in shock. You can't believe this is happening. And then you're in denial and you just like keep asking questions over and over again, trying to see if you can find a different answer or you keep snooping, thinking you're going to get different results and you don't, right? So that's the shock in the denial. Then you move on to step two, which is anger, right? Now you're tight. Now you're like, I'm mad. You know, maybe you got your angry playlist queued up, you know what I'm saying? And you're just like really thinking about the situation, getting upset, And from anger, we move into step three, which is bargaining. And even though it won't help and you'll never get the real answer, maybe you're trying to rationalize what happened. You're trying to put pieces of a relationship together. And you think if you figure this out, you know, if the universe helps you figure this out, this will never, ever, ever happen to you again. And that's just like never true because there's always so many moving parts. You know what I'm saying? So don't 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 do that to yourself, you know. So we go, we get out of step three, which is bargaining and go into step four, which is depression, you know, and when you're dealing with a breakup and you get into depression, you have a lot of negative thoughts. You might have that sad love song playlist queued up. You might reach for that pint of ice cream here and there. You might forget to shower. Who knows? (laughs) Um, But you're feeling depressed and hopeless and that's a dark place to be in, but it's a part of the roller coaster. And from step four, from the dark place, then we might, we might, we start to move up and get into a, a more uplifting place. I'm not going to say happy yet, but we get into step five, which is acceptance. And now we're like, okay, you know, this relationship is over. Maybe it's been a couple of weeks. Maybe it's been a couple of months. And in this acceptance phase, maybe you're able to block your ex's number, you know, stop following them on the gram. You start showering again and you really start to pick out like, you know, what you want to do next. And then we go into the final phase of the change curve for breaking up, right? Which is problem solving and moving on. And this is when you start to like, you know, feel yourself again. Maybe you start working on your fitness. I feel like there's nothing like a 
the after breakup glow up, you know, after you get out of that depression and you get into, you know, you do the acceptance, the problem solving is when you're like, I'm, you're like, you're doing your creative projects, you're working now, you know what I'm saying? You're connecting with people. You kind of feel a little burden lifted off of you. It's like the, the good part of being single. <laughs> um, and so that's the final step, right? You figure out what you want to do next. Like, do you want to take a year off from dating? Do you want to get back in the game and start swiping on the apps? That's all a part of this last step of problem solving and moving on, right? So that's example two for how the change curve, aka emotional roller coaster, applies to something like a breakup. Now, my last example is for this year, for many of us, the pandemic, right? How does the change curve apply to the pandemic, you might be asking me? Well, let me explain it. So step one, right, is shock and denial. And, you know, many of us, (laughs) including myself, were in shock. We never experienced something like this pandemic. And I remember I was in New York when this first started and I was just like, this is the shit that you see in the movies. You know what I'm saying? Um, and even, you know, and then we talk about the denial part of it. I don't know if I experienced so much denial. Maybe I did a little bit in the beginning, but I even remember like my mom and I having a conversation and I was like, okay, mom, like, let's go to the grocery store. Let's get you some things because I'm going to head back to LA and I want to make sure you're good. And she was like, oh, Toya, that's not that big of a deal, blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, this woman is crazy, but she was in the denial phase. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, mom. Sorry to use you as an example. I know you listen to the podcast. Love you. So that's step one of shock and denial, right? Um, then we have step two, which is anger. And you're like, oh my goodness, this pandemic is real and you can feel all types a level of anger towards all types of people the government for their delayed response the orange man you know you could just be angry because your life has changed so much you have to stay inside you have to figure out how you're going to work from home or if you're not working from home how you're going to safely commute to work so you know you can just have a lot of anger and just be mad at the overall situation which I felt like that was me. You know, I was a little angry in particularly at, you know, the government because you're you expect them to protect you. You expect them to be all knowing, but they're just human beings like anyone else. But, you know, I'm just like, wow, how do we get here? You know what I'm saying? So I did experience a lot of anger um, and I'm sure maybe you did as well. I'm not going to make any assumptions, though. So then from anger, we go into step three of the change curve, a.k.a. emotional roller coaster, which is bargaining. And even though, you know, it won't help, maybe you start to think like, okay, maybe it's only going to be 30 days. Or if I do this, then I'm going to be fine for the rest of the time. If I take this herbal tea, then I'm going to be able to fight it all, which, you know, there's really no way of telling that. Of course, you should definitely boost your immune system. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but I'm just talking about kind of like how we rationalize getting through it. And that's really what the the bargaining step three phase is. And from there, we move on to step four, which could be depression. And I felt like I was here for a while. And that's when all the negative thoughts start to rush into your mind. I found it hella hard to be productive at this point. I just felt sad and hopeless, especially since I was separated from my family. And I know a lot of us were, you know, and 
you start to have fears, you know, fears that you're going to lose clients, fears that you're going to lose jobs, fears around how you're going to take care of your finances and how your family is going to be okay. And you can see no way out of the situation. And, and that's, that's that step four of depression. And for the pandemic, those were the things that I definitely feared. And then from this depression phase, we start to, which is the lowest phase, remember, the lowest point of the curve. Then we start to move into step five, which is acceptance. And that's when we start realizing that this is, quote unquote, the new normal. Another phrase, an overused phrase of 2020. But, you know, accepting that, okay, COVID is here. COVID is here to stay. How do I operate as best as I can, you know, for myself, for my family, you know? And this kind of turns into survival mode, right? You're like, okay, I'm still kind of dealing with sadness, but how do I at least try to take care of myself during these times? And from acceptance, we move into the final stage, which is problem solving slash moving on. And that's just how you figure out what to do next. You know, maybe you you start to get into home decor and like finishing your house project and you start to order a couple of things or just organize a corner for your home desk and figuring out how to set up shop for how to work from home. And you just figure out your new pandemic routine and continue to move forward. And so that is the last example of, you know, real life application of the change curve, aka the steps of the emotional roller coaster. Now, like I mentioned earlier, you know, especially with this pandemic example, you can be at any step of the change curve. It's really your own personal journey. Like you can't say that right now we're all at the problem solving phase of the change curve if, you know, for the pandemic. You could be anywhere along that. And sometimes we repeat steps, sometimes we go backwards. And for me, honestly, I feel like I'm repeating the depression phase right now. As my birthday is coming up on the 14th, and then it's also holiday time, which you would normally spend with family, but we can't or we shouldn't. Um, And then in L.A. right now, we're also having a lockdown. So for me, I really feel like I'm kind of going back into the negative thought section of the change curve during the pandemic. And I feel like I'm tethering between, you know, depression, which is step four and acceptance, which is step five. And that's okay. That's, that's my journey. And you might be somewhere else. So going back to what I asked before, when I shared the, when I initially shared, um, the different steps, the six different steps, and I asked you to try it down, you know, go back to that right now, if you can, and just think about where you are on this emotional roller coaster whether you're talking about the pandemic, whether you got a new job, whether you just lost your job, whether you're dealing with grief, you know, um, this is a good kind of way to do a little assessment. What I love about the change curve is that it's just like a very simple breakdown of all the normal feelings that we all feel when we go through a change. And it just makes it feel like it's, it's okay. I think in this time period when people are talking about affirmations and being positive and thriving in in a tough world, which sometimes I really 
can't stand it. I mean, I appreciate positivity, but I think there's a level of toxic positivity that's promoted sometimes, especially when we're dealing with a very negative change. And so um, what I like about the change curve is that I feel like it's kind of being like, it's okay to feel feelings. These are the feelings that you're going to feel in different orders at different times. And this is normal. Um, I hate the word normal, but you know what I mean? Like this is standard. You're going to feel sadness. You're going to feel anger. You know, you're going to feel in shock. And so I really like that it kind of makes it okay to not be okay. (laughs) And it tells us something meaningful about our different emotional journeys, like where we are, where we're going and what to really expect. And I really, really appreciate that. It was like a breath of fresh air. It was like a light bulb bing, went off when I first learned about it. And, you know, another takeaway that I got from the change curve is that it's natural for us to not be our best 24-7. Like, it's natural. It's okay, especially right now, especially in 2020. And in fact, you know, the change curve helped me feel as if we're like in this rush for like productivity and thriving, it may be because we're in that second phase of the change curve, which is denial. (laughs) And that's something to think about, right? And again, like I said before, we will find ourselves as individuals back and forth along the change curve or back and forth through the six steps, right? And everyone travels along the curve or experiences this step in a way that's particular to them and their circumstance. This is not a one size fits all. Now, through my research about the change curve, there are three types of support that can help us move through it. First, it's information and communication. You know, if we are able to get clear information and have transparent communication about the change that we're going through, then we're able to deal with it better. (laughs) I have a lot to say about that because I feel like with the pandemic, that has been part of the problem, you know, especially for the way I see it with the government and stuff like that, local and, you know, the president and all that other stuff, the White House, is that sometimes I feel like the information, the communication is not very clear. And, you know, the president seems to have contradictory information um, than, you know, our local governors and stuff like that. So I think that's what's making it hard. But if there's clear information and communication, that can help us through a change. Another thing that helps us navigate change is emotional support. And so sometimes we try to really be rational and focus on results, but we also have to be in tune with our emotions because when we ignore them, they tend to be a lot louder, you know, a lot more debilitating. And so you have to think about what, you know, emotional support is available to you and what habits you can do that can help you with your emotional support, right? So if you are a runner and that is therapeutic for you, then maybe that's something you try to figure out how to do as you deal with change and incorporate that into your routine. Or if you have the financial means and the health insurance, you get a therapist. Although I wish therapy was free and available to everybody, you know? One day, though. So just like, you know, getting emotional support will help navigate change. And then the last thing that 
helps with navigating change and getting on the emotional roller coaster is guidance and direction. You know, during times of change, we look towards people in our lives that can help us, that help us remind us of who we are and our values. And so, you know, turning to those people, not necessarily emotionally dumping on them, but, you know, just talking to them, maybe being inspired by what they're doing, how they're navigating it, just making connections with people, you know, reading books, being inspired by reading self-help books or articles, doing things like meditation or religious practices can really put things into perspective. And that's where the guidance and direction come in on. So yeah, (laughs) those are important, right? Because we talked about the change curve, but we also have to talk about, okay, how do we, what are some ways to easily get through it? And so those are the three ways the, type, the three types of support that can help us through the change curve, information and communication, emotional support, guidance and direction. Now, when we talked about the change curve and aka the emotional roller coaster, we really focused on negative change, but I would argue you could also use it for positive change, right? Because you can be in shock and denial about a new job and then you know, maybe you feel a little anger and depression, a little imposter syndrome, right? And so that mixed in together, kind of like the depression about it. Then you move on to acceptance, like bet, I got the job, I'm moving forward with this. And then you move into the problem solving and moving on. And you're like, boom, I'm gonna figure this out. This is what I'm gonna do with the first day of work. I'm gonna say my affirmations. I'm a boss up because I deserve this. And this is my new normal. So that's just my theory that I feel like the change curve can be used for negative change and positive change. Now, when you Google change curve, you're going to see all different variations. A lot of people have added steps or put steps in between, but generally speaking, you will see these six steps. This is the change curve. This is the emotional roller coaster. You ready for the last time? Step one, shock and denial. Step two, anger. Step three, bargaining. Step four, depression. Step five, acceptance. Step six, problem solving and moving on. Woo. All right. So, yeah, you know, think about where you are in your life. Whatever change you're going through, what phase are you on? What step are you going to next? Because remember, you can go backwards, you can go forward. Yes, and what types of support might help you move through your change right now. And I'll leave you with those things to think about and marinate. As I said before, right now I feel like I'm a, I'm between the depression and acceptance phrase because I have a little birthday blues, a little holiday blues, and we're going back into a lockdown in LA. But then I'm also kind of like, all right, I accept this. Maybe I'll have a Zoom party. Maybe I'll just make a list of my accomplishments. Like, what can I do to make the best out of this new situation and make sure that I'm safe? So that's where your host is at. But where are you at? Tell me. Find me on the interwebs. DM me. Let me know. Let's talk about it. And that is the conclusion of episode 13 about the change curve, about the emotional roller coaster. 
that we all experience through the changes in our lives. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. You know, can you do a girl a favor and leave a review? I haven't had a review since August. So if you enjoyed this, you know, go on iTunes, go on Spotify, leave a review. It does not have to be long. Reviews help us have a higher ranking and more visibility. And if you're not subscribed, make sure you're subscribed. Share the podcast on your social media. Send it to a friend. Remember, we have one more episode left before winter break, which will not be this Friday, but the following Friday, December 18th. And we're talking about the history of Coquito. Okay, so don't forget to come back on Friday, December 18th for the last episode of season one. I can't believe it, man. Can you believe it? (laughs) Make sure to follow That Wasn't In My Textbook all over the interwebs check out our website thank you for tuning in and until next time remember knowledge is power